Our Earth and our future is both in danger and influx. Welcome to Influx, the podcast where we navigate the different sides of climate change, from easy everyday changes to worldwide environmental impacts. I'm Carly. And I'm Camilla. And we're the innovation editors here at Influx Magazine. In our first episode, we're going to talk about being vegan, vegetarian, and pescatarian in college with our guests, Eva and Jessica. And then we're going to try out some of their favorite restaurants in the Twin Cities. My name's Eva, and I've been pescatarian for about three, three and a half years now. Originally, it kind of just started to happen on its own when I, like, moved out of my mother's control for, like, college, and then just, like, happened. But my family has, like, really high um, cholesterol, like, in our, like, family history and heart disease. So that's kind of where it started like medically, like if I needed like a technical reason, but then it just started to happen. And the more I like looked into it, then I was like, okay, now I'm going to decide to do this for like ever or not forever. Well, for real. My mom uses this like subscription thing called Sitka salmon, which is like responsibly sourced and farmed fish. And so every time I go back home to Illinois, she sends me back with like a freezer full of fish. So I have like, my freezer is like full of like all different types of fish and like it's a lot of salmon, but then a bunch of different like types of white fish. And so I feel like I'm like lucky because I don't really have to deal with buying any of it here. I really like um, trio plant-based. I get the mac and cheese and then a bowl of chili and then I put it into one big bowl together. And <laughs> I make chili mac. <laughs> and then their french fries are good. My name is Jessica and I have been vegan for a total of six or seven years now. After becoming vegan, I've become more knowledgeable on like a lot of different animal rights issues and I've kind of become a little bit involved in that, but that wasn't the reason for the beginning. It was a bet from my friends. I had been vegetarian for a really long time and one of them was like, I bet you can't be vegan for two weeks. And then I tried it. I really liked kind of eating that way and it just kind of stuck with me. My favorite part is just like the energy I feel really just like energized all the time just ready to like do anything also i'm sure a lot of us have lactose intolerance so that's no longer an issue which is like great (laughs) buying my own groceries has been pretty easy and i'm a senior now so in the dining hall is pretty much make your own salads bowls whatever but the thing that i definitely really miss is just being able to get up and go to any restaurant I want, especially on vacation. I find it really hard when I don't know the places, but besides that, it's been pretty easy. One of my all-time favorites, it's not an all-vegan place, but they have so many options, so I like it because I can take my whole family, but it's French Meadow, and I know they cater to the rec, which is really nice, and then they also have some locations in St. Paul, and then I think Uptown. They have a really good pasta dish. They're Menu also rotates because they do like what's seasonal and what ingredients they can get because it's a really big farm to table thing. My favorite right now, they do a really good curry, like a green curry with tofu and rice and vegetables and it's really good. So we have just grabbed our food from both Trio Plant-Based and the French Meadow Bakery and Cafe. Both restaurants are located in uptown Minneapolis. And honestly, 
I'm a fan of both of them. They were both yeah. really cool. Yeah, I really liked them. And they were, like, a decent price point for being, like, organic yes. and vegan and plant-based food. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I always go in expecting it to be super expensive. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, it's going to be $30 for one thing. But mm-hmm. it was it was for 14 Yeah, for I would say each, each thing on average was between, like, 12 and 14 Yeah. And then... Just for full disclosure, we also got some strawberry lemonades from oh, Trio, yeah. which They're look pretty bomb to me. And they were like $4 each. Yeah. So. I feel like that's an av- average drink price. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Who knows? They're all organic. Yeah. <laughs> Very tasty. Um, but because we are sitting here um, and it is a beautiful day outside and we're in Uptown, we are headed to Padayamakaska yep. to hang out and eat. But before we do that, we just wanted to do like a little blind tasting of all of the foods. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Mm. What should we try first? Okay. Let's do, let's do Trio. Okay. So Trio is an exclusively all vegan restaurant, which means that they do not include any real animal products. So, like, cheese, eggs, any meat, yeah. obviously, dairy yes. products. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's try it. We did get the chili mac with bread... What is it? Cornbread crumbles on yes. the top? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was an extra dollar, but it felt necessary. But it felt like So, I was like, needed. okay, yeah. I think we need it. All, All right. right. At the same time. Should we do it? Okay. All right. Okay. Ready? Ready? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I don't want I don't want oh, my, I think. <laughs> my chewing mouth sounds to be here. I'm nervous. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Eva, great choice. <laughs> great yeah, seriously. Choice. Mm. Oh, the only thing is is it is tree nut based. So that's the only thing is if you do go there, there are a lot oh, of things that are yeah. based in tree nuts and they they have it all listed on the menu. It's very like organized yeah. and precise. Yes. Cause I was gonna say it does taste mm. like a little bit nutty, but it's good. But it is good. It like, like fits it's all good, of the other flavors. Yeah. And I feel like for me, like I've had vegan cheese in the past, but th- these cheeses don't right? like don't taste super vegan. Yeah, they don't. Because you know, super some, vegan. oh, sometimes you get the vegan cheese and it's like, like dust. <laughs> and you're like, okay, this does not. The texture's wrong. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. it does not mm-hmm. taste like cheese. Yeah. That's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all <Okay>. right. <laughs> so now we have the stuff from French Meadow. So the. Let's do okay. The green coconut curry. Yes, which is Jessica's choice. recommendation. And then I also, because I am vegetarian, I grabbed yeah. my favorite thing from there as well because it is a great spot. I'll give it that. Yeah, this is okay. exciting for me because I've literally never been to either of these places. So I'm like, I'm always up for just like going and do new things and mm-hmm. trying new things. This is equally as fun for like multiple different reasons. Oh All right. Goodness. Oh my god, this looks so good. That looks so oh good. Okay. I feel like do we how should we do this? They have the curry and the rice separated. Do you want to I don't know. Do you want to do like a scoop of rice and then Yeah. I don't okay. know. I'm nervous. Yeah, I know. I'm like <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work yet. Yeah. I don't want to spill <laughs> in the car though. <laughs> we got to game plan this really quick, guys. <laughs> okay. Um So right off the bat, this curry looks like oh my gosh. Like cauliflower, broccoli. It's a beautiful color, also. <laughs> Can I just cabbage? say that? Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Okay. Oh, Ready? My room is color. All right. Cheers. Mmm. That's really good. Another great choice. I just spilled some on my sweater. Mmm. Oh no. Mmm. Oh yeah. It has like a little bit. <laughs> I like that aftertaste. It's mm-hmm. really good. I think for this, this one feels. Not that they're not both 
super healthy because they're vegan both vegan foods yeah but this one feels like healthier to me like, yeah i think it and it's more like veggie filled and stuff. yeah i think because also trio their whole brand is like soul food mm-hmm. so they try to make vegan like comfort foods That's also true. which i think is the difference mm-hmm. and then french meadow is a combination of mm-hmm. vegan vegetarian like gluten-free and then just normal diet foods yeah but, but it's all organic yeah. and natural yes mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. they are they i think like jessica was saying they um they specifically like make dishes in each season that goes with the available like vegetables at that mm. time mm. this is really good mm-hmm. i can't stop eating it mm. <laughs> oh my god mm. that is really good i'm so sorry i just spilled a little bit Okay, and this last one is my personal favorite, one of my top favorite vegan slash vegetarian options, which is their Earth Wings from French Meadow, and they're basically deep fried cauliflower that kind of like replicate chicken oh wings. God. Yes. So I'll just let you write know right now that they are mighty tasty. So these are an automatic ten out of ten for you, I'm assuming. <laughs> I know, I can't really <laughs> judge these ones. That's not really okay. fair, but I feel like I don't even need to try them because they just, I just know they're going to they be good. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. That's a really good, like, outer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really good. 10 out of 10 for me. I like them. I'm not vegan. I'm not vegetarian at all. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I tried to be in high school, but my dad made a lot of my food. Mm-hmm. Or, like, he cooked for my whole family. And he was like, I'm not doing that. So if you do it, you have to do it on your own. And then I had no time. So I was like, um, okay, never mind. <laughs> and then I also took AP Environmental Science. And I actually was vegetarian for two months at the end because we watched Cowspiracy. It's this documentary on Netflix. came out in like 2014, I believe. And it's all about like CAFOs and how like the industrial beef like process is so bad for the environment. And it's so bad for like humans too. And it's like... I think it's, like, regarded as the, like, documentary that will make people turn vegan. Mm -hmm. And so everyone in my class watched it, and we were like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Mm -hmm. And we kind of had, like, a challenge to become vegan or vegetarian. Half the people in class were already kind of vegan or vegetarian, but the rest of us were like, yeah, that was disgusting. So we're going to try to make it work. (laughs) Um, And then at the end of our, like, year, it was, like, we had this little, like, vegan party and all tried to, like, bring in vegan food. I sadly did not stay vegan because I went to the doctor and they were like, you have too low of iron. You need to fix that. And I also d- didn't take my iron pills. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I also, like, now that I'm in college, I don't like cooking with meat. I don't like mm. having to, like, touch it. And, like, it kind of makes me nervous to, like, mm-hmm. make sure that I'm cooking it correctly. Like, when I do cook with meat, I'm, like, using the meat thermometer every, like, five minutes. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to check. I have to make sure it's fine. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just, I don't really eat a lot of meat now anyway. I don't really eat a lot of poultry products or dairy products, actually. Now that I think about it, maybe just, like, butter. But, like, as for milk, I do almond milk. Sometimes just, like, what is the other? What is Oat milk? Oat milk, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's my I, go-to for I sure. also get nervous because I always see so many things where it's like almond milk is so bad, it's so unethical, right. they treat the workers poorly, so much water consumption, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't choose between right. Right. the two. But yeah, I like the taste of it more, and also 
what when I think about it, it's like it's less water usage than actual like cow farming. Right. So I'm like, you know what? The lesser of two evils at this point. Right. I'll take it. Right. No, it's funny that you bring up that documentary because I remember seeing Food Inc. Oh my god, yeah. I like watched early, that too. Like years ago. And that was like one of the first things that was like Ugh. Right. <laughs> it kind of opened my eyes to just like the meat industry and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we actually do have another story coming up so not just peter's story about the beef industry but like the environmental nihilism story that Mm -hmm. amanda is doing Mm -hmm. i think that's gonna be really interesting to hear how like other people regard it because i know when i start thinking about it and i'm like if i start putting a lot of thought into everything that i'm eating i'm like oh my god i just like nothing seems like it's good enough and it really stresses me out no i mean i think what's interesting too is like kind of those documentaries and having people open their eyes to the way that the meat industry impacts the animals and even just like the environmental effects of the meat industry it's why nearly 9.7 million people to this day are like following yeah vegan vegetarian and pescatarian Mm -hmm. diets versus you know 50 years ago when that number was probably substantially lower yeah actually i think that number (laughs) i pulled from it was from Ipsos, which is like a United Kingdom-based marketing thing, and that was just in the United States that they did that for. Mm. Um, and so it was like they followed the trends for like the generated interest in people Googling and like searching mm-hmm. plant-based diets, how to be like pescatarian, how to follow a Mediterranean diet, how to do all this stuff. And so it's like even if that isn't the exact number now, it just shows that more people are interested in it and like interested in implementing mm-hmm. that in their everyday life. Mm-hmm. The way I view it is, like, even if you're just doing a little bit at a time, or if you're eating meat, or, like, you're eating, like, beef, for example. I feel like beef is, like, the biggest, like, livestock horror story that you could ever hear about. Um, Even if you're just getting, like, pasture-raised, grass-fed beef, like, that already is way bigger of a difference than any sort of industrial, like, beef plants. Like, Mm -hmm. I just think it's so much better. So, it's, like, you don't have to do everything all at once. You can do a little bit. So I have been vegetarian. I'm going on two and a half years now. And honestly, kind of based on what we're talking about, I I kind of got into it because of the environmental impacts and just like the meat industry in general, how, you know, inhumane it is to the animals and the mass producing and like the food that they're given and all of that stuff is just so it's just it's it's really bad all in total in which is, I mean, the big main reason why I ended up going into vegetarianism in the beginning. And it's kind of ironic because this, I've been vegetarian before in my past as well. And this time I was like, I just want to beat my old record. I want to like, I want to do it. I know I can do it. Yeah. And at, you know, at this point I kind of just see myself staying vegetarian until I get to like a financial place where I can either buy meat from like a farmer yeah, that I know mm-hmm. or like a responsible source that I know is ethically like farming the animals just because I mean you know from the environmental impacts like the meat industry and livestock is responsible for 14.5 percent of all global greenhouse yeah. gases and that you know global warming is a thing that our generation specifically and like the next few generations are really gonna have to come up with a solution for and i think one of those solutions is gonna come down to yeah livestock and i feel like also even on top of that just it's more than just the greenhouse gas emissions it's like it's the physical 
like degradation to our mm-hmm. environment, including like deforestation, soil erosion, freshwater contamination, air pollution, everything. But also it's like mm-hmm. health impacts for people because of CAFOs, which are concentrated animal feeding operations, um, which that's what we're talking about. Like when we're talking about industrial beef farming. So not the like organic small pasture, like mm-hmm. grass fed beef, like these big industry plants that are super bad for the environment because they're also bad for people in the way like some people's bodies just don't like digest meat and like if Mm -hmm. you have too much I mean obviously too much of anything is going to be a bad thing um but it also is like bad for people too because there's like okay so I don't want to get gross while we're eating but like in this documentary I remember so vividly they have this thing called manure lagoons and it's like it like is so gross it's exactly (laughs) what it sounds like but it takes up so much space because they have all of these cattle just in one spot or they actually they exist for like pigs too and basically any other animal but like cows just take up so much space like also Mm -hmm. they take up so much space so much resources like water and so much feed Mm -hmm. to get so little product in comparison where like chicken for example is like super easy because you can give them like barely any food and like then you can just kill them right away and it's like okay it's fine but beef (laughs) takes up not it's fine but like (laughs) no i didn't start yeah (laughs) (laughs) but beef takes so much more because you have to actually like grow them up and like mature them before you can like slaughter them yeah um that they have these like ginormous manure lagoons and it's like Mm. the people that live around them they have been like studies where they have like significant health problems and their water is more contaminated both because of runoff and because another way that they get rid of it is this thing called spray fields where it's exactly again what it sounds like and right. they spray it in an empty field and then yeah. it's like imagine like smelling a zoo or like you know when you pass a farm you're like that smells terrible so imagine that but like on a, a scale like 10 times bigger than that right yeah well i mean that that traces back to just the fact that also you know meat in general can be not good for the human body mm-hmm. you know yeah. a lot of the time like too much red meat can cause you know, heart disease and issues with cholesterol, like Eva was talking about with her family and yeah. stuff like that. And I mean, so that just raises the question, you know, what is the future of like, oh, yeah. meat eating going to look like? What are new diets that people are going to create? Yeah, I actually, I remember we were talking about this in class or I was looking it up, but like, I think the Mediterranean diet, like I put in our little note sheet, I think it's probably going to be, like, the future of, like, where everyone is going because it's, like, Mm -hmm. almost a happy medium where it's mostly plant-based, but there are actually just so many health benefits to it. Right. And so it's not, like, for the people who don't want to completely cut out meat and don't want to completely be like, oh, my God, I'm scared of being vegan. Ah, it's, like, a great jumping-off point. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there were, like, a few trials, I think, done by Harvard. Let me make sure that's right. Yeah, it was the Harvard, like, health administration like large population studies and also like randomized clinical trials and apparently a mediterranean diet can reduce your risk of heart disease um metabolic syndrome diabetes certain cancers which i think is super interesting Mm -hmm. and it said specifically colon breast and prostate cancer Mm -hmm. depression and also i think this one is very interesting too because in older adults a decreased risk of frailty along with better mental and physical function so it's like Mm -hmm. It just goes to prove like what you put in your body actually does matter because I feel like we could really open up this conversation to start talking about GMOs and processed right. sugar and right. everything. But if right. we're just sticking to meat, like mm-hmm. to me, it's kind of crazy that it can all be affected by something as simple as like what you're having for dinner. 
Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think the biggest thing, you know, being a vegetarian, the biggest question that I get yeah is like where do you get your protein Mm -hmm. where do you get like your iron sources from and i think also you know when you go into a diet like this it's something that you do have to kind of research and be prepared for because Mm -hmm. yeah i mean there were points when i first started that i was like extremely tired all the time and i almost passed out and i went to the doctor and it was because i was not getting enough protein and now you know there are just there are so many vegetables and nuts pistachios specifically Mm -hmm. give you like just about your daily source of protein and um I don't know I mean I think I think what it's what people say it's like what you eat is what you are you Mm -hmm. know what I mean it's like you are what you eat (laughs) my grandma would be proud of me saying that (laughs) um so I don't know I think it's yeah it's definitely an interesting an interesting idea something that everyone should consider and even if you don't want to fully go vegan or vegetarian or pescatarian just considering you know cutting out meat three three meals of the week or something you know just starting slow thanks so much for tuning into our first episode and we hope you enjoyed it Stay tuned for more Influx podcast episodes about the environment and climate change. If you're interested in learning more about how the meat industry, specifically beef, harms the environment, be on the lookout for Peter's story on our website and in print. 